everybody, and welcome to Scorch Justice, the podcast covering the murders of Jessica Lynn Chambers and Ming Sheen Show. And I'm Woody Overton, your host. Eddie Edison, a volunteer first responder with Cortland Fire Department, had arrived on scene on Heron Road around 8.25 p.m. on December the 6th, and he saw the vehicle engulfed in flames on the right-hand side of the road, jammed up against the gate of the tree farm. He turned and see a body walking from the woods with their arms outstretched, saying, help me, help me, help me. Yeah, the body was burnt. Poor Eddie, right? I mean, volunteer fireman, you sign up for it, but I don't think you ever expect that you're going to see this. He says, are you cold? Because it was cold outside, right? I mean, it's December. The... The high that day was only 64 degrees. It's been dark for well over two hours now, probably going on almost three hours, so the temperature's going to be falling steadily. And he grabs a blanket, goes to put it on her, and she collapses. Yeah, I told you about the volunteer fire departments, and you know, I've been around them my entire life. And again, God and everybody's going to come, no matter what it is. If, if it's a trash fire or a vehicle accident or whatever, the best people in the world, right? So now everybody's responding. Now, on the volunteer firemen, what happens is the all page will go out and, and you know, the 911 gets it. The all page to you know, everybody that has it, and they'll say what, what it is that they have. Now, each person has a certain job. Some of them are certified to drive the fire trucks. Some of them are certified to drive the tankers. Some of them know when it, if a fire comes in, they're going to respond to the fire department and get the equipment. Other ones, maybe less trained or for whatever reason, maybe medical. Uh, the who, people, the volunteers who are more trained in the medical part, they're going to respond directly to the scene to see if they can offer any assistance. And that's exactly what happened in this case. But I can picture that road because I stood there and it said coming up that hill out of that right hand turn and then straightens up and you go back that left hand side. But I, I stood where the, the gate was. I stood where her body laid on the ground and firefighters are now starting to rap. Boom, boom, boom. One of them was Rand Davis and came up and he got down by the lady's feet. And it says, Hun, who did this to you? And the response was, Eric did this. Another volunteer firefighter, Cole Haley, said that the, the female was unrecognizable and only wearing, was naked except for that one piece of panties, y'all. Cole Haley reaches out for a hand and he holds it. 
He said inside her mouth, it was charred black. And he asked her her name. And she says, Jessica Tambers. Right? Now think about it, y'all. By this time, you know, when you first catch on fire and you're burning up, the your body's going to go into shock. And as your body, and I've seen this, I've actually worked homicides where people died from their burn wounds, right? So now, in my professional opinion, she's going downhill and she's going downhill quick, okay? The very fact that she could say anything at all is amazing. She had to be in shock. You mean you can't control that. That's your body's physiological responses to helping you survive. But she said, Jessica Tambers. Who was it really? Jessica Lynn Chambers. But she couldn't say that. She said, Jessica Tambers. Why? Because of that, like they said, the inside of her mouth was black. And it's charred. What's happening, y'all? The, the swelling from the burn is getting worse and worse. Cole Haley said he recognizes her. And he's like, holy shit, this is Jessica Chambers. Known her all her life. Never would have dreamed that we'd have seen her burnt naked, burnt alive. So Jody Morris, another volunteer fireman, said that they saw the small car in heavy flames. Will Turner, another first responder, said Jessica's skin was black, burned and hanging off of her. Y'all, it happens when you get burned under high heat like that, just like a steak on the grill or anything you cook like that over a high heat. If you leave it, it's gonna char from the outside and it burns to the inside and it cracks and it busts and it just lays open and it's a bad sight. You don't ever wanna see it. But Will Turner was there and he says there was a middle-aged black man that has showed up on the scene. Now, this road, y'all, there's no way anybody's getting through. The After the first responders show up, the I, I don't know how much traffic comes down that road. It can't be a whole lot. Now, like I said, I've been there. It's it's rural. It's it's hilly, and it's tree farms and shit like that. But it's going to be impassable. One vehicle can block off the whole road. And he looks around, and he sees a middle-aged black man staring at ultimately what is Jessica's car. And he tells him, he said, hey, man, you can't be there. Turner says that this dude stared through him and just walked away, looking over his shoulder, and he had a blue shirt on. Let me tell you about what else is going on, okay? Remember I tell you all the volunteer firemen showing up, and Shane Mills was one of them. He said, it is the absolute worst thing you can imagine, seeing Jessica Chambers burn up like that. Daniel 
cold. Said the Jessica had soot all around her nose and mouth. Now, y'all, if you're in the fire, if you're on fire, literally your hair's on fire, your body's on fire, your face is on fire, guess what are you doing? You're breathing in the flames. You're breathing in the fire. It's burning you now from the outside in. Again, Brandy Davis. It saw Jessica right before she fell and, and asked her, who did this to you? And she said that Jessica said, Eric. David Gamil said he heard it also, and it sounded like Eric. Sandra Haley, another firefighter or another first responder, says she heard the same thing. She heard Jessica say, Eric. Josh Perkins, another first responder slash fireman, said he heard Jessica say, Eric. There were between 15 and 17 witnesses that say Jessica Chambers, when asked who put her on fire, they said they either heard her say, Eric, or Derek. This is me telling you my, from my experience and our work. When people are burned, especially in the throat, the, the I, I don't know. I don't know how she's saying anything at all. It's mind blowing because I can see the mental images in my head of the people that I worked with that were burned up like that and how Jessica was able to say, help me or Eric or Derek or what, or even Chambers instead of Chambers, right? So she's degrading, she can't say Chambers. The first deputy that responded to the scene, now what would happen, y'all, when Jessica comes out of the woods, first of all, it's gonna freak everybody the fuck out and they see what they see, but they're gonna call it in. Now we got a body. We got a body, and she's burnt, female, burnt. I mean, they couldn't tell if she was black or white. They just knew they had a female that was burnt. They're calling for medical, and now you gotta call for law enforcement because you know it's just not right. And, and so they called, and Deputy Daryl House was the first cop they got there. And being small, rural area, it didn't take him that long. And he actually said that he heard Jessica say, Eric, when they were asking her, who did this to you? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He said it was a raging fire, though. 
and no idea how Jessica got out of the car. It was close between the trees and the driver door was lodged up on the embankment. So y'all, I'm telling you, because I was there, the, the car, if you're coming up that hill, comes around to the right and makes a turn. To, it's a big ass hill. The, you wouldn't want to run up this son bitch, I can tell you that. It comes to the right and it's a little bit of straightaway and it appeared that they took a hard left, whoever was driving, took a hard left and ran it up that embankment just to the left of this gate. Now this is on the right hand side of the road, y'all, if you're going in that direction. And so the car goes up the embankment, jams to the left of the gate where the driver's side door can't even open. They have no idea how she got out of the car. The car was jammed up, was up that embankment. Remember I told you they didn't have to have a barbed wire fence that separate the rest of it because you have a God's natural barrier. It's this huge embankment, right? So you come around a turn, maybe lose control, run it up. You Last second you dodge the gate itself and you run up the embankment, boom. There were no marks on the fence. The investigators who showed up say there was no way it was an accident. The car burned, even though y'all they were spraying, doing what firefighters do, the car burnt down to the metal. It was that hot of a fire. And when they got to looking around the car, after they put the fire out, they found a cell phone on the ground which had the battery separate from it. I don't know if that's because the, the phone dropped by the car and the battery bust off or it was done intentionally, okay? But around 8.30 p.m., while all this is going on, it's a fluid situation. Somebody had called Ben Chambers, Jessica's dad, and he sent Debbie to tell Jessica's mom, Lisa, Debbie shows up at Lisa's house screaming in her driveway. They set her on fire, they set her on fire. And what do you do, right? Lisa flips and she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, they said, they said Jessica on fire. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, Jessica's been set on fire. How does your brain register that as a parent? around a little bit but what would happen is first responders show up this all happens in a matter of a minute or two and Jessica comes out they see her she's on fire meanwhile law enforcement's en route guy shows up he hears Eric at, at some point but medical is also en route and they get Jessica and they load her up and they take her to be airlifted to Memphis to the burn unit. Now, in rural parishes, y'all, like where I'm from, they, the fire departments, the volunteer fire departments, will have marked landing zones in different spots around their area. 
so they know if you get in a crash up here on, in the northwest corner, well, guess what? If it's a bad wreck, we've got to get the body or the person from there to land in zone D, Delta, right? I mean, they practice all this stuff. These people are good people. They work, you know, they have their normal lives, but they volunteer their time to do this. And they train. They're, it's just not like anybody can go be a volunteer firefighter. It's hard work and they train it. So they, they would have already known where Air Med would have been flowing into what would have been the closest, safest landing zone. Somebody is now going to be designated as soon as they know they're calling for Air Med. One of these fire people are going to be going to the landing zone and setting up the landing lights for the helicopter to come in. And that's what happened. And they take Jessica. Uh, you, generally, they take, they'll take you by ambulance to the landing zone, if you will, and the helicopter comes in, and it's a hell of a lot quicker to fly to Memphis and land on at the hospital than it is to drive the hour, hour 15, hour and a half, whatever it takes through the hill country or these big hills and everything in an ambulance. Well, guess what? Jessica wouldn't have lived that long. She's burnt to shit. And they know this. They know time is crucial. Time is of the essence. Meanwhile, they start giving her medical assistance, whatever it may be. That I don't know. I'm not a medical guy. I would imagine some type of breathing assistance in whatever else they did. I don't know. But I know they took her. They got her out, they got her on the helicopter, and they flew her in to Memphis. Meanwhile, fire still being worked. Fire gets put out. That's when investigators are notified, hey, we had a young lady who was burned up, and she's saying Eric or Derek did it to her. So at this time is when they should really start to process the scene. They fucked it up. All they did was look right around the car. They never roped it off as a crime scene. Me, especially once the fire's out, I'd had every swinging Tom, Dick, and Harry a half mile from that motherfucker and it would have been blocked off. It would have been roped off. I'd have had the woods roped off. We'd have been doing a search. She came out of the woods. Don't you think it'd be important to go in the woods and see where the fuck she came from? And why was she in the woods? What they did do is they looked immediately around the car and they found the cell phone and the battery. And they take that in evidence. What do you do then? What, what I would have done is I'd have never moved the fucking car. I'd have established my crime scene. I'd had the tape for as much tape as we could get all into the woods and everything, and I'd have kept everybody out. Jessica's gone, okay? It's not raining. You're not in any fear of losing uh, evidence being washed away by rain or anything like that. Why would you do anything other than either bring out a shit ton of lights, but more importantly, 
uh, I would have done that anyway and inspect it in close area around the car, but I would have had control and chain of custody of my crime scene by that point. And I'd have had my perimeter established and I would be waiting on daylight. Okay. What they did was they put the fire out. They pick up the phone and the battery. They, the investigator on the scene puts Jessica's car on a tow truck and they haul it to the sheriff's office and put it in a, like a storage yard. Hey y'all, life is full of twists and turns and stress, changes, grief, moments of growth and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Y'all started using BetterHelp because I couldn't find anybody better to talk to. I got my own licensed professional that I can talk to, strictly confidential. I can tell them what it is that's bothering me and they certainly have helped give me different points of views or, or ways of thinking about things and it actually makes me a better person. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and the services available to clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapists. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being because, well, you deserve some inner peace. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for Scorch Justice listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Scorch. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com S-C-O-R-C-H-E-D. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash S-C-O-R-C-H-E-D. I had a murder on Christmas Eve. The guy was burned up in the car. We waited until daylight and worked it, and long and short, found the evidence in the car, found the burnt knife inside the car. He was stabbed to death, and they set him on fire. When that car was moved, when I did it on my car was moved, that son of a bitch was tarped, and it was taken to the Louisiana State Police Crime Lab to be processed. This car wasn't even tarped. They just pulled it up, winched it up on the, on the back of a truck on that dark-ass Heron Road, and take it and dump it off in the sheriff's office storage yard. Parents go to the hospital. They get there, 
and they tell her that 93% of Jessica's body is burned. Her mama is scared to see her. I get that. I mean, you don't want to see your baby girl burn up and they telling you, look, she's burnt. 93% of her is burnt up, unrecognizable. Her mama's scared to see her, but you know what? The mama bear comes out of her and she does it anyway. She goes into the hospital room, sees Jessica laying there, hooked up to the instruments, burnt. This is late, y'all, now. I mean, this is many, many, many hours later. Lisa, the mom, goes in and holds Jessica's hand. And she says, baby, it's okay. You can go now. We're here. You can go now. And Lisa said, that's the most painful thing. But she knew she had to tell Jessica, don't worry, baby. You can go on. You can go now. It's okay. She also said that she felt like maybe Jessica lived almost beyond superhuman strength. Like Jessica was waiting on them to get there. So they'd have a chance to see her alive one more time. That's tough, right? Mary Beth Hall, who was a nurse at the Region 1 Burn Center, took the towels off the face, the neck, the chest, the back, the arms. Dr. William Hickerson of the Region 1 Burn Center, who's the medical director, actually said that it was 95 that Jessica had 95% total body surface area burn, and the majority of it was deep, dermal, to third-degree burn. I'm going to explain that to you real quick, okay? You can have different degrees of burns. One is, is a first-degree burn, superficially all. It's like a sunburn. Um, you know, I mean, ship have all been sunburned, where the outer skin gets... It hurts and it's red and it's painful and it's dry, but not blistered. Then the second level, the next level up, is the second degree burn. The first degree burns is it's superficial, it's on top of the skin. Second degree burn involves the epidermis or the skin and part of the lower layer of skin, the dermis. The site looks red, blistered, and it may be swollen and painful. All right, and it's like the partial thickness, y'all. Now, I actually had second-degree burns one time from a sunburn where it was so bad I had to go in, but my shit blistered. Like, you got, you know, the pus or whatever it is made my skin blister. So that's kind of what you're dealing with there. But third-degree is what Jessica had. And, and Dr. William Hickerson said is 95% total body surface area burn majority which was deep dermal to third degree the third degree burn y'all it destroys the epidermis and the dermis so it goes it burns your shit just like i told you when it burns through the outer layers the inner layers it cracks it splits open like you're looking at dry cracked parched ground in the desert or something right 
and then it goes into the innermost layer of the skin, the subcutaneous tissue, and the site will look white or blackened and charred. Let me tell you this, what I can equate it to, you take a marshmallow and you put it on a stick and you put it in a fire and it catches fire. And like a lot of people like the marshmallows burnt like that, right? But when it burns so much, you see that it cracks. And then if you leave it on there, that inside will start to burn some, right? I mean, you can burn until it falls off your stick. It's the same thing on third-degree burns. I've seen it. I've seen the flesh or the lack thereof burnt to the bone, literally. And that's what Jessica had. Jessica goes, Jessica lets go, and she dies in Memphis at the Burn Center. According to all the witnesses, 15 to 17, that heard her say, Eric or Derek did this to me. Now you know you're working a homicide. Before, you may have could have tried to explain it away. Maybe Jessica ran into the bankment and let's say she was carrying gas in the car and was smoking a cigarette and her shit blew up, right? I mean, like the guy on Christmas Eve I told y'all about, I was kind of hoping that maybe it was an accidental death and because I knew my holidays were going to be fucked and I was going to be working a homicide, which is absolutely what turned out to be true. But her being able to speak and pronounce Eric or Derek when they asked who did this to you, and she was asked numerous, numerous times, y'all, and I don't I mean, I don't really agree with that. I get that the firefighters were doing what they do, but I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? I guess maybe she could have said something uh, else, but I don't I don't know how the hell she was talking. But now you know you work in a homicide. What do you do? The first thing I do if I'm Cortland deputy that's on scene is I'm calling my detectives and when again I would establish that perimeter they didn't do that I'd have never towed the car until after it was daylight until after I knew there wasn't one sliver of anything that we missed they didn't do that now certainly there there's a lot of arson cases and stuff like that where the evidence gets damaged by the, the fire departments. Okay, well shit, you gotta put out the fire, I get that. So a lot of evidence gets washed away, but you at least gotta look. They didn't do that. But I'm calling my detectives. The detectives get there, the they are absolutely going to call the state police or Mississippi Highway Patrol in this case. Mississippi Highway Patrol is going to call their arson investigators and you're going to rock it, right? Turn it inside out, do it. This is a homicide. This is a game time, people. It's the most serious you get, the illegal taking of a life by another. They didn't do it. That night, they didn't search the area. They didn't have 
dogs come out and sniff for a cellarant while the car was still there. A cellarant, y'all, gasoline, whatever, peanut oil, whatever you can use to start a fire, right? Three things you need for a fire are fuel, which is your accelerant, air, which is there no matter what, and spark. You see this massive fire. You see this once beautiful lady, young lady, burnt to shit. And she has enough cognizant awareness to say a name when she's asked, even though she can't correctly pronounce her own last name, right? You know you have this. It's the Super Bowl of investigations. What do you do? I'll tell you what they did. They wrapped that bitch up just about as quick as they could. They made a note of it. Hauled her shit off the car. Put it in the storage yard. They never roped off the crime scene. They never looked in the woods. Jessica came out of the woods on fire. Everybody saw it. Or the people I told you about saw it. Why didn't you go look in the woods? Why didn't you go see where she came from? You could take your flashlight and gone and looked. Who knows? There may have been a gas can, something. She was in the woods for a reason. Why didn't you look? More importantly, it's not on, I'm not blaming any one person, but from the time that the deputy shows up and he knows she's been burnt to death or is gonna die, she's burnt up and she's given a potential suspect's name and he passes up the line. I don't know what kind of fucking training they did in Panola County, Mississippi, but evidently it's not enough. I should have put that bitch on lockdown. On lockdown. They may not have come up with anything. But I guarantee they had to come up with something. If that phone is dropped on the ground immediately right there by the car and you have the presence of mind to take that, why don't you think that there would be other items? Where the fuck's Russ her clothes? Purse, whatever. I mean... You don't know what you're going to find. Hell, there could have been a suspect hiding in the woods. Because I'm going to tell you one fucking thing. Where I stood and where I walked, that is a big-ass hill, and it's woods, and it's embankments. I'm talking about embankments. So that's why the car ran up and, and got smashed in to the side of the thing, because it's that steep, Okay. Jessica Chambers did not light herself on fire, did not smash her car in to that embankment, get out the passenger side, drop her phone and shit, then decide, oh, I'm going to light my ass on fire. You know, douse myself with gasoline and light herself on fire and run across the road and in the bushes on the other side. Somebody was there, y'all.
You hear Eric, you hear Derek. What if they were in the woods? What if they were that guy the first responders saw staring at the car? How many times on crime scenes, murder scenes, when we're out there actively working them, does the actual bad guy come back and watch it? Too many to count. Why didn't you try to find out who this guy is? Why didn't you do anything? I'm at a loss for words. But what I'm about to start telling you is I'm going to pick this shit apart piece by piece, starting with the next episode. episode of Scorch Justice where I will delve into the actual investigation into Jessica Lynn Chambers murder. Sports Justice is a production of Cloud 10 Media and Real Life Real Crime Productions. The show is executive produced by Cindy and Woody Overton and Sim Sarn for Cloud 10 Media. Matt Provisano is our supervising sound editor. The music is by Josh Cook. Artwork by Brian Stephanie. Be sure to download, subscribe, and like Scorch Justice anywhere you can download a podcast. You can follow me, Woody Overton, on Instagram at Overton Woody and at Real Life Real Crime to hear what I've got coming next. Thank you. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.